Welcome to Five to Thrive, five strategies to equip and empower educators, parents, and students to thrive. And here are your hosts, Dr. Rhoda and Professor Marty. My has the world changed. I just recently had a conversation with a colleague and uh, just reminiscing on how um, our childhood uh, may be vastly different than than our kids. And this leads to so many different pathways uh, to explore. And so in today's episode, uh, we are really going to be talking about, uh, I think, a very, very pertinent issue. And Dr. Rhoda certainly is going to provide, as always, some good advice, good items to contemplate, and certainly actionable items. And the reality is, if we don't talk about this issue, uh, we will never get any closer to solving it. Have you noticed that your thinking is beginning to become a little bit more polarized? Do you find yourself going to far ends of agreement or disagreement with things Uh, Do you find yourself often thinking, I'm right and they are wrong? Or do you find that you're becoming more and more opinionated and you believe that others should share your same opinion or there must be something wrong with them? I really struggled in uh, researching, creating this podcast because by very nature, podcasts are oftentimes opinion. And here I'm talking about how we're becoming so entrenched in our opinions and yet me saying that as an opinion. <laughs> so how, it, how do we talk about this? It, and I would say to that point, when you look at evidences, though, uh, when I go home at night, this is certainly oftentimes how the conversation goes. Uh, when I'm talking to people, colleagues, this is where the conversation goes. And I think it's just the reality of the world we live in. Yeah. So the opinion that I'm kind of sharing this, this podcast is is a hopes that we'll become more aware of something. Because when we become more aware of it, we can deal with it. I am seeing more and more of this. I'm seeing more and more polarization. And I think as, as people are aware of what's going on around them, it's probably evident for you too. It seems to like we're becoming more and more entrenched in that type of thinking within our culture. And we feel forced oftentimes to join one side or the other. And this seems to develop, for me, an us versus them mentality. And I don't like it. <laughs> I believe the world and the people in it are just too complex to be able to divvy us up into two sides on each political or current affairs topic. And I believe that one of the things that has led to this, contributed to it significantly, is social media. Uh, First off, as we discussed in our podcast on the social dilemma, social media platforms are set up in a way that divides. They literally programmed algorithms to attempt to get people to take sides on issues through likes. It's how their platform earns money. The end result of this, we're left with a more divided society. And as always, our children are watching and they're forming their own life and thought patterns based on what they see from us. And I think in addition to that, I was just reading a book where it talked about how we are so fueled by emotions, in addition to that, that we feel like we have to make a decision uh, on the part. And the context was, you know, our political system in comparison to others. Mm-hmm. But I thought, wow, it's really applicable. We do do so many things just simply based on emotion and now. Yeah, so very, very true. Uh, what did Abraham Lincoln say about a nation divided? As we become more and more polarized, right? So I also believe that social media gives us all an outlet for our opinions. Uh, we're putting opinions down in writing that we simply wouldn't have in the past, sometimes many times a day. You know, if we were meeting with a friend for lunch or for coffee, or if we were on a break with a colleague, we would share our opinion back in the day. But that would be a private conversation. 
We now, it's just become such a temptation to post every opinion publicly for all to see, and then we're offended if people don't agree with our opinion, or if someone posts something that we disagree with. And we become more us and them as we do this. We become more tribal in our mentality. And I believe it negatively interrupts the connection that is so very important for us as human beings. You know, it's it's more important than ever for us to feel connected to other people as we can become so isolated and the negative consequences of that. So this is kind of ironic, as I said before, at the risk of publicly sharing my opinion, in my opinion, we need less us I, versus them. I, I think the difference here is if you know Dr. Rhoda, uh, you can pick any of these topics. And what she would typically do is she would typically actively listen. She would ask questions. And... and, and if you asked her for her opinion, she would give it, but she would not advocate this is the only way. You know, so it, 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 it is kind of a, it, it seems like a double standard. Uh, it is a double standard with posts when you post your opinion, but you don't want someone else's. But um, oh, thanks for thanks for clarifying that for me. So, yeah, so, you know, if we go more into the us versus them as opposed to the we, you know, I just like to think of it that we're all a part of humanity. You know, we were all designed in God's image. You're never going to look into the eyes of someone that God doesn't love at the utmost level. And for those of us living in the same country, we're all part of this country. You know, if we look for differences, we find them. If we look for similarities, we find them. So it's important to be aware of what we're looking for. Can I be all right with reading someone's opinion that I don't agree with and then just keep scrolling on? Is it really my job to convince everyone that their opinion is wrong or they should see things my way? You know, opinions are like belly buttons. Everybody gets their own, right? So here's why this is really important to me, because we're modeling this for our children. We're teaching our children to look for things they don't like in other people and to point it out to them. Do you remember the person on the playground when you were a child who did this? The one who capitalized on everyone else's errors and made a big deal out of it? Uh, how did you feel about that child? We often thought that they were kind of like a bully, right? They were trying to impose their views and their ways on other people. And yet, in a way, hasn't that kind of become the norm now? And so what can we do about this? So two, two strategies, two steps. First step, become aware. How am I doing with this issue? Am I able to scroll past a comment I disagree with without ruminating on it all day long, without having it kind of interrupt my day and really make me feel bad? Can I simply let someone have an opinion that's different from mine and let it rest? without trying to convince them that I'm right or they're wrong? Or do you feel compelled to try to change their mind and point out where they could be wrong? Just be, become aware of that. Notice also if this has bled over into your personal relationships. How often do you think things should be done your way at work? And if they're not, you hold a bit of resentment about it. How comfortable are you with kind of live and let live? Stay in my lane. How comfortable are you with realizing there is more than one way to accomplish a goal? And my idea is one way, but there may be other ways also. Once you become aware of where this is an issue for you, I think the next key in moving beyond this polarization is that we need to find a third option. So the third option, like if we diligently look for a third possibility, try to think how there could be a third way of thinking about this or a third way of action that you could take. Is there another way you could be looking at the situation or person? Conflict resolution says that if I can move from two sides of us versus them to three sides, it gives us another option and we don't have to feel so polarized. And I think you can see this playing out in schools too. You can see this playing out with teachers. You can say, see this playing out with teacher-parent interactions. Mm -hmm. and, and really, uh, if you're an educator, you have the privilege and really the opportunity to seek out that third option. And then, then you're, you're modeling to parents. 
uh, you're modeling to students. And, you know, collectively, this can be a really powerful thing. Excellent. Absolutely. You know, I believe our forefathers who framed our country did a phenomenal job. But I'm kind of beginning to wonder <laughs> if I want to take this too political, but just an example of this. Is it time for a third party, possibly? I used to not be a fan of it, but now I'm, I'm researching it more, wondering about it more. Uh, there's no way that our forefathers could have envisioned the power of mass media and social media and the way it polarizes people based on the incentive of money making. So just like it might be time for possibly a third way, you know, can that also happen at the dinner table when you're at the family dinner and people are lining up on sides of an issue? Can you be the one who tries to see a third option tosses another possibility out there? This is important because it's also part of critical thinking, right? Instead of just accepting the two black and white sides often presented in the media, what could be another option? How could I look at this through a different lens? I have found that oftentimes much of the reality and much of the truth lies somewhere in the middle. You know, we're complex people and our issues are complex. And when we have empathy and try to put ourselves in the shoes of another, often we gain a different perspective. And I think we, we, we see this happen so many times. I know that uh, I've experienced this myself where, where you've jumped on one side or the other and then you realize, wow, like, the reason for this person to come into that conclusion was life experiences. Yeah. And while I wish I would have taken the time to actively listen, because quite frankly, if I was in that person's shoes, had those life experiences, I would have come to that same conclusion, what, what, whatever it may be. Yeah. That is just very, very generous and kind and true. And it's empathetic and compassionate. And that's, here again, the, what the things that we can model for our children in thinking this way, by finding a third option, you're accomplishing three different things and modeling those for our kids. Number one, you're modeling conflict resolution in a healthy way. Number two, you're modeling critical thinking. And number three, you're modeling empathy. These three things are significant and leading towards thriving. Our goal in 5 to Thrive is to equip and support educators and parents as they help each child develop to his or her full God-given potential. So here are five key takeaways today on the topic polarization. Number one, very, very important to be aware of your tendencies uh, to have polarizing thoughts. Number two, realize uh, that these thoughts and how you approach life impacts uh, relationships with those around you. Number three, Dr. Rhoda spent an awful lot of time giving us a solution, uh, looking for a third option. Uh, number four, as you're seeking out this third option, you're doing some really great things. Modeling conflict resolution, you're modeling critical thinking, and you're modeling empathy. And number five, just going to reiterate again, because it is oh so important for educators and parents alike, model, model, model. If you model, polarization will go away. Thanks for taking the time to learn with us. Let us know how you're doing. If you have questions, challenges, or successes you want to share, please let us know through the comment section of our website. May your week be blessed.